0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Discipline Therapy Talk. I'm your host, EL Discipline. Today's topic is steps to being a strong, dominant leader, traits, characteristics, how to be, and more. But first and foremost, I'm going to read an excerpt from The Importance of Discipline, Chapter 7, Confidence. The Importance of Discipline is available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, www.ajbpublishing.com. You can also start reading the electronic version if you don't want to get the physical copy. Let's get into it. Let's get that. Chapter 7 in The Importance of Discipline, Confidence. Confidence exudes strength, wisdom, pride, resiliency, courage, honor, power, all without having to say one word. You witness confidence in a person's eyes their actions, their energy, their passion, their hard work, and their love. Confidence is contagious. Someone that knows they're great at whatever they do are 99.9% great at whatever they do. It's that positive mindset that oozes out and makes others start to believe it as well. There is a calmness to confidence. There is a control to confidence. It can be turned up at ease at any time. It has the spirit that innately commands yours. Self-confidence is the difference between feeling unstoppable and feeling scared out of your wits. It's all day, every day, as soon as you wake up to the time you fall back to sleep. Your perception of yourself has an enormous impact on how others perceive you, as well as the energy you give off and every cell in your body people pick up on. You know you're great and others will know it as well. Perception becomes reality. What you think you become. The more self-confident you are, the more likelihood you will succeed in all that you do. Mind over matter. Confidence is many things. It's asserting yourself. It's being positive. When you display plenty of confidence, the universe serves you. The way you choose to think is what will occur. Example, when you go on an interview, the interviewer will ask you why you are best qualified for this job. Do not appear unsure. Do not use words such as I think word that will sink you down the river. Be confident and back it up. If you're confident and back it up, people will always believe in your confidence and you. Use words such as I am, best, I know in your sentences and the universe will start to work in your favor. Your mouth is the tool to conquer your mind. It is also the tool to conquer other individuals minds. When you place I am and best in your mind, in your words, you become, you start to become that. Confidence displays strength and people gravitate towards strength. I'm going to dissect this just really quickly and then we're going to get into the bullets that I created. Bullet points. Now I'm a spiritual person. There's many layers to me. If you watch the bonus episode in the Discipline Therapy Podcast with Suhei and I, BDSM, is not a kink hobby or fetish you will see that if you're not put on to our podcast already you must be living in a box but i'm gonna go back into it i'm a spiritual person i believe this stuff Obviously, I wrote the book, so I'm a manifesting king. I believe what you implement in your mind eventually becomes reality. So if you walk into a room and you're just thinking, oh, you know, people should just accept me how I am because I'm a king. I don't need to say it. I don't need to do this. I'd rather stay humble because that's bragging. That is a wrong mentality to have. When the lion walks in the safari, even though he has that commanding presence. He still needs to assert himself for people to know that he's a lion. He roars. He asserts dominance or whatever capacity in order for people to know that he is a lion. The elephant is probably one of the biggest mammals, biggest animals in the safari. And they still know that the lion is the king. At the end of the day, if you go into situations thinking, oh, I need to be humble. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not shit. I'm not, you know, the best at whatever it is. Your mouth, just like I said, is the tool to conquer your mind. So when you start thinking this way, when you start verbalizing this thing, this, this, this notion, all of these things are energy. Every cell in your body starts to react to that. So you ain't, you think you ain't shit? You, you wanna be humble? Oh, I'm not really that great. I'm modest. That's what you're going to be. And everything that you do in life will correlate with that you're going to do modest work you're going to do humble work you're going to procrastinate you're going to never elevate you might have goals but you'll never accomplish it because you're just too worried about what people think so when you put i am and best many people may look at that and say this is arrogance this is cockiness this is narcissistic this is egotistical those are lazy dumb analysis in my opinion but you're manifesting that, and. Even though those people think that's arrogant, that's narcissistic, that's egotistical, that's cocky, the irony is they gravitate towards that. They still like that. That's the irony. So in reality, they're really lying. They might just be saying that because they're trying to get you down to their level because they may not be that way. They may not be as confident. They may not be as a talker. They may not be that person. So they might tell you those things. Hey, you know, bring yourself back down. Be more down to earth. Be more humble. Because it's reverse psychology, it's manipulation to try to get them to be on your level. You see, anything you do in life, and the higher you elevate, you're gonna lose people. That's part of the journey. So I'm not gonna really get into it right now, cause I'll be here for like three hours, you know, and jumping off fucking topic and stuff like that. Cause my mind is like a computer; it just races a hundred miles per second. So I wanna try to stay on topic, so I don't wanna lose people out there. Okay, so let's get into the bullets that I created these are the qualities and characteristic traits of being a strong dominant leader and how to be first is natural leadership qualities is being able to take initiative now that's important even though I've been in managerial positions most of my career in my life I've been a boss most of my life I've always been a natural leader even when I wasn't a boss now Most people, when they're an employee of a company or whatever it is, they they say, okay, we're coming into this um, group of project or whatever it is, and you got to work with this person. They're going to be the leader. They only do the bare minimum. They only do what they're told. That was never me. And also, because people do what they're told, they're going to do the bare minimum and put on the best mask and hat while the boss is around. That was also never me. You, we've all heard the saying, when the cat's away, the mice will play. I've always witnessed this in the jobs that I was at. People were afraid to speak up. People were afraid to do certain things because the boss was around. When the boss wasn't around, everybody played. Me, I was the type of person, I didn't care if the boss was there or wasn't around. I still did what I needed to do. And because I don't like being told what to do, I love to take initiative. Some bosses I've worked with they they suck at at um delegating tasks they don't like telling people what to do they may have gotten the position because they were just they've been there for so long and they just know the company like the back of their hand they may have gotten the position because they slept their way to the top was on their knees they may have gotten the position because they. Go to the person's, the CEO's house and knows their family, and that person saying, Hey, don't worry, when I get in that position of power, I'm gonna take care of you. They may have gotten that position because of clicks, they know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that put them on. So, there's all different reasons why people have gotten um, posi- uh, a position, or maybe they just work their ass off. They're a workhorse, they may not be as knowledgeable about the company, but they work their ass off. For me, I've always took initiative because I don't like being told what to do. I've been in with managers who don't know how to lead, don't want to lead. And that's always been great for me because I was, okay. show me what to do the first time. And I'm going to always do that. I was always the type of person. There was no work. I created work because I like to stay busy. My thing is I'm always running against time. That's my competition. I'm always running against time. I hated sitting around. That's one of the reasons why I left the gym. I was a general manager at a gym and it's a lot of desk work it's like it's so fucking boring all these calls you gotta make these leads these 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 deals you gotta close you gotta so i love to market externally because that was when i was able to walk around go to different stores talk to people hand out business cards boom come to the gym bring your family free free um guest pass for a week no obligation love doing that because i love to stay busy i love to stay moving my mental motor and my physical motor are in sync so the desk shit I could just never do, I hated it. Because to me, it's like, see, time is non-existent to, to me. And I don't want to stay here forever because I have more bullets. Time is not existent So time is time. It just matters about how you move. My time could be different from your time. The desk worker's j- time could be different from the construction workers time but they have the same time they both work nine to five but why is the construction workers time going faster than the desk worker because he's probably more productive and i've always looked at it that way so i always like staying productive so when i'm in a job and you know nothing's there to do i'm gonna look at it like damn it's gonna be a fucking long day And I hate that. Me, I'm all about my money. Time is money. So when I'm in, I'm trying to get in and out. I don't gossip. I don't do all that shit. Blah, blah, blah. Yo, let's hang out after work. No, I'm straight business. I'm straight cordial, professional. When I'm in the job and there's nothing to do, I make things to do. For example, the gym. The shit was boring. Making these protocol 50 calls, 60 calls a day. Dude has got to get 15 leads. Man, I was I was exceeding that shit. 75 calls, 20 leads a day. I got to close two deals. Boom, I closed four to five deals. But there were times when I'm making those calls. I said, okay, I'm going to plan. Yo, for the first two hours, I'm going to bang out these calls. I'm going to do like half of it, like 20 or 30. Then the rest, I'm going to get up, stretch, go talk to members and stuff like that. Cause I can't do that death shit. This is me taking initiative. Same thing when I worked as a stock guy before I applied for management and got the position after I graduated college. There weren't things to do. I found things to do. Wrote a list. Oh, this, 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 uh, this aisle is out of stuff. Went in the stock room, started, you know, creating um, just a, a U-boat of product to pack out to keep myself busy. That has always been me taking initiative. Part of being a natural leader is taking initiative. It could even be in a relationship. You're just planning. You don't wait for her to say something. Um, yes, men lead, women follow. So that's why, you know, this is bias. In this sense, people could be out there saying, hey, but what if the woman could, yeah, do, do what you do, but I believe men lead, but do whatever you want to do. So the man is taking initiative. He's, hey, I made reservations over here. I know you're, you're not doing anything this day. You're free from work. I made reservations for dinner here. That's part of being a leader, taking initiative, not worrying about, hey, baby, where you want to go eat today? Hey, you know, what do you want to go do today? Okay, next bullet, holding yourself accountable. That's important because as a leader, you always want to set a good example. You never want to be a hypocrite because people don't respect those type of people. So you always got to hold yourself accountable. Next one. Don't be afraid to admit that you mess up. This is also part of leadership, being the epitome of what leadership is. Being observant, having great eye discipline. You're able to manage different set of tasks efficiently. You're able to see things before they happen. You're proactive. Hey, you nip it in the bud. You're able to see certain strengths and weaknesses. Confidence, handling pressure adequately, being a decision maker. Having the ability to resolve disputes, that's important. Give solutions to problems. You can empower. You bring out the best in people. You will take on all the load or responsibility if needed. You're a planner. You're not afraid to hold people or the people in your own circle accountable. You're a protector. A leader sets the tone and inspires others to follow them in whatever they do. A leader has the ability to train and coach others. A leader has great communication skills. A leader has a code or morals they stand by and are adamant about. A leader is a winner and can be very competitive, perhaps not with other people all the time, but competitive with themselves. They want to do they want to outdo themselves or be the best version of themselves than they were the day prior. Leaders exude Positive energy, passion and a will to succeed, and having a strong, dominant leader is part of that. They know how to delegate tasks completely and efficiently. Great leaders know they can't do everything alone. They're as good as the people around them, the people they surround themselves around, whether it's employees, whatever it is. So they handle the tough shit and they delegate the rest of the task to the other person or other people. People come to these leaders for advice all the time. Leaders can provide what they're demanding of you, whether it's honesty, loyalty, morals, or for example, if they made an employee sweep the floor, they've done it or they can do it. A great leader leads by example constantly, and this will inspire respect with others. A leader learns strengths and weaknesses of others and helps them strengthen those weaknesses, use those weaknesses to benefit them and you. I remember when I was a manager in retail, I had this older man who could not count money if his life depended on it. Now, instead of firing him, because money was always short when he was on the register, I sought out other talents he may have had. He was a beast with freight. He was a beast with stock work and packing out product and merchandising and marking things down. So I never put him on the register again. It's like, for example, even though I'm a a Knicks fan first, Brooklyn Nets fan second, take the Golden State Warriors, for example, right? Steph Curry is probably the greatest shooter in this era, in any era. So he does a great job at that. Now, Steph Curry is not great in defense, but he does a great job, job at shooting the ball. Steph Curry, not great at rebounding, perhaps. He's not great at blocking shots. He's not great at protecting the rim. So as Steve Kerr, who's the coach, he also played for Michael Jordan's 90s Bulls. Steve Kerr as a coach is like, well, I'm not going to put Steph Curry to do all those other things because he's great at this. If it ain't broke, why fix it? There's four other players on my team that can do those things. Steph Curry doesn't have to exert himself to do those things because he's great at what he's doing. So I'm going to utilize him there. I'm not going to put him at power forward. I'm not going to put him at center. I'm going to leave him at point guard so he could facilitate, so he can dish it out, so he could shoot the ball because that's what he's great at. It's the same thing as that. It's like as a leader, you always got to put that, have that team mindset. That's how you can elevate and empower people because we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Leaders learn from mistakes and never make them twice and then teach others the same. Leaders eat right. They exercise, they rest, and they energize. This will help having a right attitude with the team instead of the opposite leaders set goals and expectations then discuss and give feedback whether they're good or bad those are my uh notes on leadership and how to be a better leader when you're a leader you have important job it's not just you sharpening your own sword you have to sharpen everybody else's at the end of the day people want to follow strong leaders for a reason if you don't have these qualities, you're not emotionally intelligent, if you don't know how to handle pressure adequately, you're never going to inspire followers, you know, because there's levels to this. Followers follow leaders and leaders lead. They create a path for other people to follow. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to Discipline Therapy Talk. Peace.